0: This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by Financially Fit Business. Go to www.financiallyfit.business to start your journey to financial freedom in less than 10 minutes a month. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. What if you had an unlimited marketing budget? A genie waved her magic wand and gave you all the money you desire for marketing with the only caveat that it has to produce results. Where would you spend the money? How would you know that it produced results? My guest today, Marsha Barnes, author of the book, Here We Grow, has your answer. Marsha, welcome to Contractor Sense.
1: Thank you, Ruth. It's good to be with you and your, and your
0: listeners today. Well, cool. I mean, I got your book and I'm like, yes. <laughs> We don't need a marketing budget. We need marketing results. <laughs> right.
1: Exactly. You know, I worked for a guy who um, <clears throat> we were growing a business together, went from 2 million to over 400 million in revenue. And he would say to me, Marsha, I have an unlimited appetite for marketing that works. So you run tests and show me that you're hitting the right return on marketing spend. And I'm going to buy all of that, that I can. And man, that just really... Structured the marketing budgets and plans and results in a very clear way that defined when you're winning and when
0: you're not. Yeah, I mean, I I think I have told the story to my listeners before, but I'm going to repeat it. I had a um, a contractor who had budgeted, I think it was five or six thousand dollars for marketing, and it cost him eleven by the time they were done, but it produced north of seventy five thousand dollars in results. He didn't look at the results. He he complained about the 11. I said, do another 11.
1: (laughs) Well, sometimes it's easy when you have a budget mindset, a spending plan um, to overlook, okay, if this is working, I should do more of that. Instead, a lot of times we're tempted to go buy something that looks a little uh, more glamorous or sexy, if you will, you know, get on the radio, get on TV, be on the billboard. Not that those things don't have their place, just that we should always make sure that we're maximizing the things that are working and can be measured.
0: Yeah. So let's get into the measurement piece. How do you measure? Because sometimes, you know, from my perspective, the first time you get out there, you know, you get lost in the sea. But right. you know, if you do it a couple of times, people start paying attention because they start hearing your name over and over again. So how do you actually track results?
1: So not everything can be tracked. You, you do have... Um, Some of your money that you're investing in marketing is in top of mind awareness and you're um, thinking that you want to build a brand. Um, And we can come back and discuss that too. But um, those things like a billboard or radio or TV definitely are more difficult to track. There are some things you can do, maybe give you some sense of if it's working or not. But the things that can be tracked, we definitely should be. If we're sending out postcards or direct mail, we should have unique phone numbers on those so that when they ring back in. We know where the campaign came from or where that revenue came from. What we do here at Valve and Meter is we've built out the data capabilities to create feedback loops with the CRM that's in place in a business. And then we uh, get those feedback loops to match the revenue that's coming in back to the lead that created it so that we can figure out what to do more of and what what we need to be reducing or cutting out entirely.
0: Yeah, I'm figuring out what's not working and figuring out the the why it's not working sometimes is really tough because you look at it and it's like this is supposed to work. <laughs> right, right.
1: And sometimes the why is not entirely on the marketing part. Um, you know, today the competitive nature of a PPC bid on Google AdWords is so heavy that unless you have a really good close rate and you're selling at the right revenue per deal, uh-huh. you have a difficult time competing with. It people who are performing better operationally and I know a lot of your life's work has been in that
0: area yeah I mean it's like let's let's get our operations let's get our productivity up let's make sure that we're um have the maximum number of billable hours that we can for those who generate revenue through billable hours or memberships or whatever it is so um you know it's really a situation where we got to do that piece of it too
1: Right. Yeah. Or otherwise you're carving yourself out of the space that you may want to be in.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, the worst thing is for marketing to work and you're losing a nickel for every dollar you bring in the door. Right.
1: Well, and that's another thing that people don't take enough time to understand is where is my break even return on marketing spend? Uh huh. Um, Because if you're breaking, if, if you're over break even, you're dropping some profit dollars to the bottom line. Um, But you have the chance then to improve and retest that program to try and get the results up because it's not costing you anything. Yeah. I see a lot of people, and I would imagine you're seeing this too, where they're buying marketing that is known to produce less than break even. That means it's costing you more to run the truck out there and put equipment in than what what you got back. So you're burning cash in that instance, and you got to stay out of
0: those areas. Those are pitfalls. I want to talk a little bit about it, because in the book, you talk about internal marketing team versus using an outside marketing firm. I mean, which do you find better or what's the advantages of one versus the other? You know, that's probably a baited question because of what you do. But reality says, you know, when is an internal team good? When do you use an external team and can you use both?
1: So, yeah, this is not meant to be self-serving because you and I both know marketing agencies that, are, that do solid work, right? Um, <clears throat> but the truth is, when I was growing that $400 million business, I was a marketing team of one until we were over $65 million before I hired my first marketer. Um, and really what I was doing is what most of your clients are doing and most of my clients are doing, we're buying marketing, right? Um, So if you're going to have an internal marketer, they need to be focused on making good buys with the budget that you have. Mm -hmm. Um, The challenge with hiring an internal marketing team these days to actually do the marketing for you is marketing has bifurcated into so many different channels that it takes about, just to do digital marketing, for an example, it takes five core competencies to be able to do that. Um, You need to do content marketing, SEO, Graphic design, web development, and uh, what's the fifth? Paid media. So those five areas of specialty are, are what is needed. And then you're going to need, with five people, you don't know how to manage them, so you're going to need a marketing leader. And so then that expense becomes a point of decision. the uh, The other thing that most people will do is they will hire a digital marketer and bring them in, but that marketer has to have all five skills. And typically you're going to see people have one one of those skills that they're really, really great at. And then they're okay on maybe another one or two, if you're lucky, but they're missing those other two components entirely. And so they can't put together a strategy and execute it in a way that will help you win. Um, On top of that, then since they're only in your business, they're not learning from other accounts, other best practices, the training's not as, you don't you don't know marketing in the way that you would need to train them to do it so it gets very complex and expensive to try and bring that in for businesses that are under i uh, mean i would say 20 million is where you should probably start Just depending on how much marketing you're spending you could take a look at it but i, I still think you have to think about am i going to build it inside or outsource it
0: yeah i mean 20 million is is more than most of the listeners that are listening to Contractor Sense. So, right, right. Uh, so and, yet, the,
1: and yet many of them have a marketing director, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, so, so before we take a break, if somebody wants to contact you, where how can they do it? Um, our
1: website is uh, valveandmeter.com. I'll say that a little bit slower, valveandmeter.com. Um, or you can call me at 812 528 Seven,
0: eight, six, eight. Sounds good. We will be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Certainly.
2: Are you one of the contractors who enjoys getting and analyzing your financial statements each month? If not, it's probably because you haven't taken the time to discover what your profit and loss statement and balance sheet are telling you. And you probably are not making good business decisions based on timely, accurate financial statements. You know you have to do something about this. But where do you turn? Ruth Kings makes your financial statements fun and sexy online course. These easy to understand four sessions explain financial statements in English rather than accounting babble. You'll discover what your financial statements mean and how to analyze them each month. Then you'll have the info you need to spot minor issues and take care of them before they become major crises and run you out of cash. Enroll today. Click on the link in the show notes or call us at
0: 770-729-0258. We're back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. I'm speaking with Marsha Barnes, who is the author of Here We Grow. And as as Marsha and I both agree, you got to continue doing what's working. Um, you know, the, the reality is if you spend $1,000 and you get $10,000 back, another thousand people just don't do that that's crazy
1: yeah Yeah. tracking that and understanding the power of it is just a big breakthrough for most businesses you know right now they don't have control over it and so they're they're powerless in the face of trying to grab market share
0: yeah absolutely all right before the break you mentioned branding you know it's let's talk through branding I mean it's it's a long, t- at least in my opinion, it takes a lot to brand, but it takes instantaneously one second to screw it up.
1: Oh, boy, wiser words were probably never spoken about brand. Yeah. Um, sometimes I think the the big place that people go off track is they think of the brand as the logo or, or the name of the business. And your brand is so much more than that. It is the culture of your business. It's how you're attracting team members into the business. It's how you uh, lead and develop them as they're there. It's how you interact with every customer. Um, it is the whole of the life cycle inside your business. And so you need to manage brand, not just the outward facing marketing part of it, but also your internal leadership. I think you've probably seen that as well,
0: right, Ruth? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, and, I, and I'm gonna just make a comparison to cars. I mean, do you want your brand to be like Rolls-Royce or you go? I mean, Mm -hmm. how you react is totally different if you're a Rolls Royce and how your people look and feel and say and communicate and culturally is very different than if you're a Yugo. I mean, it's just different. It's not bad, good or bad, but it's just different.
1: Yeah, and then I look at data like Google is circulating where in HVAC, 64% of consumers who are looking for your service start with an online search. The ones who do online search, 84% of those don't have a company in mind when they do that. So that's speaking, it's screaming at us that be careful of over-investing in brand. I I do think as as you have a smaller business, you wanna make sure you're managing your brand okay. Um, Do you wanna be brand recognized above huge competitors? That's gonna
0: be an expensive slippery
1: slope for you to go down. Yeah,
0: it's expensive too. So what do we do? We keep going with marketing rather than branding, right?
1: Well, I like to think of it as if you're looking at the whole of your marketing spend, you should not you should be somewhere in a range of 30 to 40 percent of things that I would say are top of mind awareness and can't be measured. Billboards, radio, TV, sponsorships, um, you know, those things that you do to support your community. Um, no, no more than 40 percent. Uh, um And then you'd want about 50% of your marketing budget in digital today. And then the remaining 10 to 20% would be in other things, whether you're doing customer gifts or um, communicating with maybe you're mailing postcards to your service agreements, that other category that kind of catches the miscellaneous things.
0: Yeah, cool. All right. So in in the, um, here we grow, you also talk about math before marketing. And most of the people who are listening to this are going to cringe when we talk about math.
1: yeah <laughs> you know I was the same way i'm I was not a math person um, getting into this, but I got into that uh, big business that grew to four hundred million and you either you're gonna die or ride on the math, you know so I had to get my mind wrapped around it. and when I did it was so freeing, you know um it helped me to clearly define when something's working when it's not and to be able to um test into uh, getting that return on marketing spend to the right spot Um, it just reveals so many things and takes the guesswork out of it and you know i talked about an unlimited budget for marketing that works that that is that is exactly what happens when you can see that i i was um, spending up to 75 million in in uh, 75 million a year on marketing i've bought you were
0: getting a result
1: right right? I have bought a half a billion dollars of marketing in my career, far more than I would ever sell. But the unique thing about Valve and Meter is we have a perspective on how you should buy marketing. Um, we think the way agencies sell marketing is broken and the way businesses do market, buy marketing is broken. And we're trying to reorient those two through the math to give the transparency that's needed in order to grow wisely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the math is important right keep doing what's what's going on and what's doing well right uh, so when you when you look at it uh, you and i are both look at things probably a little bit differently i mean i'm a a math nut and everybody knows i'm a math nut
1: <laughs> and <laughs> very wise very wise things i've sat inside your sessions and i'm like i'm not sure these people understand the gold that she's dropping into their laps like it's like ruth it's like you're pulling up to their door with bags of cash and just dropping them off
0: yeah Absolutely. It's just, you know, the marketing piece and the things that you do. I mean, when when you really think about marketing these days, I mean, back in the day, I'm talking like 90s and 2000s, we didn't have what we have now. And, And as you said, internally doing it is probably not a good idea anymore.
1: Right. Even asking the customers what caused them to call. You know, I've been through the years that we did that and then got on data systems and realized that the customers don't know how so they say the wrong thing. Like they would say back then, they would say, oh, I got you, I called you through the yellow pages when they clearly had called in from a phone number that was attached to a Valpac coupon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just, you know, kind of guessing at what they should say, I guess. Um, so the data tracking that's available to professional marketers today is very powerful.
0: Yeah, use it, know what's working. Right. So Marcia, give me your... Um... Website again and your phone number again.
1: Sure. It's valvendmeter.com. And then my phone number is 812-528-7868.
0: All right. Final thoughts.
1: You know, um, I love transformation and helping people to 10x the value of their business. We've done that a handful of times here, but we took a $3 million contractor in Columbus, Georgia, um, and as a customer about five years ago and they were making 4% profit and had grown 8% over the previous four years combined. We cut their marketing budget in half. They were spending 12% of revenue on marketing and um, they got 25% growth year one, 25% growth year two, 25% growth year three. They had wanted to grow the business so that the kids could buy the business from the parents and keep running it. But during the time when they were growing it, they went from 3 million to 12 million. And um, ended up getting bought by private equity. And uh, it was just a huge, huge number that they got. Um, So it took generational wealth off the table and secured that for the family going forward. And the kids are still running the business for the acquirer. That's what we love to do here
0: at Valvin Meter. Yeah, very good. So, Marsha, thanks so much for being with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Ruth. And thanks to all of you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money, too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.